Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X Podcast listeners, Bill Kasky, back for another episode. Got a good one today, as opposed to most of them that are not so good. No, that's not true. I think uh, these podcasts are good. And these episodes are designed, as I have said before, to take you a little bit deeper into some things that we teach our clients. And for those of you who are interested in 2Xing your business, whatever that means for you, it doesn't necessarily mean double the money or double the revenue. It could be same revenue half the time. And there's a lot of different ways to look at 2Xing your effectiveness, your efficiency, or your results. And by the way, before we begin, I urge you and invite you, I don't urge you, I invite you to go to BillKasky.com. Today's topic is the notion of who is your prospect anyway? And by who is he or she, I mean, who are they deep down beneath just, well, I call on VPs of sales or I call on CEOs. Yes, you might call on them, but I want to know at a little bit deeper level who they are. And I think you know who they are. But I bet you, you haven't written it down. And I think you should write it down. Because as you write messages, email messages, direct mail messages, you shoot video, you write articles, those things can all be drawn from this profile that I want you to do on your prospects. And by prospects, I don't mean any prospect. I mean your ideal prospects. So for example, in my business, my ideal prospect for our corporate training is a VP of sales, probably in his or her 40s, who has a team of 20 to 100 people, who is really interested in their growth individually, not just revenue growth, but they really are interested in personal growth for his team, his or her team. And I have some other things too, but I want to know what your ideal client is, ideal prospect, ideal client. What do they look like? So the question is, why are we doing this? I always think it's important to talk about why. Well, number one, you only have a certain number of hours per day, week, month, and year to work. And the more you can work with the higher echelon of prospects and your ideal clients, the more money you're going to make, the more joy you're going to have, and probably more importantly, the less time you're going to waste with people who will waste your time. So the why of this is really critical. I want you to be laser focused on the ideal client that you can bring in. And the more laser focused you are, the less likely you are to chase shiny objects or clients that look like they should be ideal, but they really aren't. So that's the why behind this. So I'm going to give you five things here to consider. Number one, what are their demographic attributes? Things that you can identify. So age role in the company, size of company perhaps, income level if you're calling on individuals, either B2C or B2B, 
anything that has a statistic or a number behind it. Maybe it's a geographically located in a certain place. Maybe you call, have a territory, and the territory is uh, southern Ohio and eastern and western Pennsylvania. And so you have a defined territory. So they would have to live and or work in those areas or have business in those areas. But demographics are anything that you can wrap your arms around that are very specific things, logistics, data, facts, figures, roles, precise things. Number two is the psychographic. Those are a little bit more vague. Those are things like open-minded, things like have aspirations and have goals, things like they look for outside knowledge or outside resources to help them do their jobs. If I'm calling out a VP of sales and they've never ever brought in an outside training organization or coaching company, never, and they don't want to, well, how good of a prospect is that for me? It's not. So I probably wouldn't spend much time with them. But psychographics are important. It has to do with the attributes, psychological attributes that this person has. And so think about your top clients and think about these attributes that they have and just start to write them down. You should have actually a, this should be a document that you open up and start to work on because this will help you identify who your best clients are. And I know you already know who they are, but I always think it's better if if it's documented and written down. So psychographics is number two. Number three is what are their circumstances? Either life circumstances, business circumstances, role circumstances, like if I'm calling out a VP of sales, what I know about their circumstances are that it's always a challenge to try to coach and train and, and lead a group of people, especially salespeople. Everybody's doing their own thing. They're all individual performers and they all have their own way of doing things. And some are seasoned vets and some are rookies, newbies. So I know that that circumstance causes problems. So just bullet point the list of circumstances that you know your prospect or client is in. Again, just take your current client base and say, who are my best clients? What kind of circumstance were they in before they called me or before they agreed to see me or before they bought from me? Circumstances. And you can list uh, under each bullet, list four or five sentences. Try to get inside their, their business and their their mind about what they were facing and what kinds of things were bothering them. But again, this is not pain. It's not pain points, which I don't like. You know I don't like that. This is circumstances. What are their, what's their experience in their business right now? And I think when you do that, again, you will start to dig a little bit deeper inside the kind of person you want to work with. So these could be positive circumstances, could be negative. They don't have to even attach a judgment to them but you have to make sure you've got three to five of these in bullet point form. And don't just say um, they're happy. No, be a little bit more specific than that. They're happy in what they do. They look forward to the day every day. They're always looking for new problems to solve. They're uh, enthused about the opportunity for their business. I mean, that's a lot more descriptive than just they're happy. Number four, what are their goals? Now, you will say, well, I don't know their goals, Bill, until I get in front of them. No, but you probably have a good idea of the typical three to five goals that a person in the role that you typically call on have. So, for example, if you call on dentists, and I know we have a lot of people who are in the dental business, capital equipment and supplies and such. If you call on dentists, what are some of their goals? 
If you call on dentists who have at least 4,000 patients and they've been in business for about 10 years or more and they're in their 30s or 40s, what kind of goals do those people typically have? Do they have a goal of retiring someday? Do they have a goal of never retiring? Do they have a goal of selling their practice? Do they have goals of just shutting the door when they're done? Typically, what's the theme of the goals that your type of client has, your ideal client? And just start to list out some of those. You will ask them what their goals are when you get in front of these people, and they may or may not be exactly, but you know. It's not like there's thousands of goals that these people can have. They could be income goals. They could be uh, patient goals. Maybe they want more patients. Maybe they want fewer patients. So whatever those goals are for you, list three or four or five that your ideal client typically has. The fifth thing is, what are their internal problems? And this is a little bit unique. This is something that I think is really important and no one talks about it or very few people talk about it. It's discussed a little bit in marketing circles when you have a copywriter who wants to write copy for your business. The copywriter should come to you and say, okay, tell me everything you know about your client. Because if they're going to write copy that's going to compel an action, either to call you or to set up an appointment or get back with you, you need to know not just what their external problems are, their pains and their circumstances, but what's bothering them internally. Perhaps they feel some kind of shame that they haven't been able to grow their business, reduce costs, whatever your value is. They have not been able to do that, and so they feel a certain amount of responsibility or shame. Maybe they feel pressure from their managers or from their customers or from their family. There's this inner churn. They just feel like, you know, I'm doing this business, I'm working really hard, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm making much progress. Maybe there's a self-consciousness that they have where they know they're, they could be doing better, but they're not, and they become a little self-conscious around other peers or other people inside the company. Maybe they're just plain old frustrated. They just don't know. They're at a loss. They're at a mental loss of what to do. But sometimes what we do, not, not sometimes, almost always what we do with these internal pains and problems is we hide them. We don't let them out for the public to see. We keep them behind the wall. We keep our persona and our, you know, our, our shield and armor up so nobody gets to see that. But if you're going to write copy or shoot a video or write a blog where you speak directly to your prospect, you're going to have to, at some point, get into these internal problems. I'm not saying take people to therapy. I'm not even saying that you should ask them the question of what's your biggest, when do you feel shame, Mr. Prospect? They're not going to answer that. But I think you and I need to know because we need to know how to craft our message. And we need to know when we get to pain, when a person says, you know, my biggest problem, Pete, is I just, I look around at everybody else and I see everybody else accomplishing amazing goals. And I sometimes look at my goals and say, God, am I really, am I really all that? Am I, am I really doing all I can? Am I really reaching my potential? Am I really reaching out of my comfort zone to try new things? When you get somebody, uh, when you get that as a reaction, you are very close to understanding their internal problems. This is not, oh, you know, our company is, we've lost uh, 20% of our business in the last two years. That's, that's pain. That's business pain. That is not internal problems. The impact of that on the psyche of the person experiencing that, that's where I want to go. So again, this is not necessarily a 
an inventory of questions to ask, although it kind of could be. This is more for you to know and to get very familiar with what your customer is going through, who they are, what their circumstances are, what really uh, struggle, what struggles they have when they turn the lights out and get ready to go to bed at night or when they get up in the morning, what kinds of things do they think about. Those are elements of your messaging that can be very important to know. 95% of sales professionals do not have this written down anywhere. So do yourself a favor, start a file, write it down, you can put these different categories on. You can do a spreadsheet. But I just say open up a Word file or a Pages file in Mac and just start writing. Bullet point them. And I think as you do this and you come back to this once a week, you know, on Friday afternoons as you finish up your week and open this file up and say, what did I learn this week about my customer, my ideal customer? I think you'll be shocked at how well you can communicate once you know these things about your ideal client. Once again, you can go to BillKasky.com. There's uh, free resources there and enjoyed it. Talk to you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at Bill at BillKasky.com or follow him on Twitter at BillKasky.